It's a fact. Pot hurts. You just don't feel in control. You forget things. You know you did something stupid, but you don't remember what. It just makes you lazy. You really feel alone. You forget things. It's a fact. Pot hurts. You're listening to Social Chronic. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Chronic Socials. He's right, drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. Cowabunga! Here are your hosts, Tyler and Ross. All right, that smells uh, delicious. What are you rolling? Mm, blue cheese this morning. Blue cheese. Yes, sir. Indica dominated. It is, uh, it's smelling really good. I'll tell it you is. That. Yeah. When you hear blue cheese, you're not thinking, uh, you know, that's that's my wake and bake of choice. That's my a little you know, blue cheese. But, you know, it is. It's good. Yeah. You know, it'll get you right. And some people, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that said that they'd rather have a sativa in the morning. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel a good, a good indica. It'll just get you right in the body's mind. And, yeah. You know, just it. I can see. I I guess like I just don't care. <laughs> like, it, it could be indica, sativa. When we've talked about this before, like how, how much of a difference can you tell between sativa and indica? I personally, I can't. I can't. Uh, see, well, I I'm sure there yeah. are strains out there that have that. The only difference that I can tell is um I'm uh a, a little a little more uh, alert with a sativa. I feel like yeah. So, yeah. but but that but that's it. I mean, other other than that, you know, I'm. Uh, I don't, I don't really feel the high as that much. I mean, obviously if you have a, you know, depends on the, what kind of product you're dealing with. For sure. For sure. I'm interested to kind of go and see, I want to go and get a, uh, I want to get some lotions and kind of see how that goes. I don't know if strain has anything to do with that, but as far as, uh, does the lotion actually like get you high? Like, or is it like a CBD kind of ointment? It's uh. so I had a guy who was telling me that his dad had, uh, he was an avid biker for most of his life. And as he got up into his age, uh, his knees started to give him a lot of problems on right. the bike. Um, so he got a hold of him. This, uh, it was 50% THC, 50% CBD lotion. And he put it on. And I mean, it, he said it was just night and day. He could go out and he could bike again. It felt great. Wow. I've, yeah. I've had people tell me they put it on their lower back and, uh, it just makes, it makes a world of difference. Um, and so I, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if the strain has anything to do with that or if it is just the THC, the CBD, by the way, shout out to Extra Rich Honey Brown Original Lager. That is our breakfast beer this morning. They're not really sponsoring us. but And breakfast beer is not even really a thing. It is now. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> but, you know, it's a low alcohol beer. Got a little flavor of honey. So, you know what? Nice and sweet. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of legality and all that, we I, let's touch on this vaping stuff, man. Um. And it, it's, it's fun. It's not funny. I, I don't know why I was about to say it's funny because none of this is really funny. Back when we first met, I remember that one of the very, it was one of the very first conversations we have. You were telling me like, you know, I'm all for legalization and stuff, but you know, I, I think we still have to be careful uh, from a health perspective because I think our generation, and this is you saying that, I mean, you said, I think our generation could be the first ones to kind of discover, you know, Hey, it's not all, puppies and candy canes like there are going to be some health effects to it and uh sure enough like two months later this uh vaping epidemic started and coming out and here we go and you know i don't i i don't think it would come to a surprise to a lot of people 
either. You know, it. I, I think it came up fairly quickly. I think, you know, back in 2011, 12 is when I first started pe- seeing people vape, especially on the ship, yeah. you know, and that was, that was like pre-THC cartridges. That was just a nicotine yeah. return. For reference, you were in the Navy. Yes, sir. Right. Um, so, you know, and that, that was like the first time I ever, and you know, when you first see it, you're like, yeah, totally. That has to make, that has to be healthier compared to all the smoke, the cigarette, Absolutely. the tar, that resin. And, but the more that it goes out and, and then once you start learning like what those things are made of, but like vape juices are made of like vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol. Right. And like, I, I'm damn certain that there are no, you know, funded studies out there that have taken into the effects of what it's like to aerosolize, you know, like these chemicals and inhale them into your lungs. There, there's nothing like that. Um, cause there hasn't ever been, I, in, at least to my knowledge, like something like this before where on the grand scheme of things, people are heating up a vapor and, or heating up a liquid and, va- you know, just inhaling that. So, and then you have it mixed in with the black market and, you know, you kind of get that, that sort of like a uh, bathtub gin yeah. where all that illegally shit was made. A lot of people got sick and, you know, it's, I think that's why we're seeing bad cartridges coming out of some places because it's and and it's always trying to find something to mix and to inhale and things like that so i don't i don't necessarily believe that it's the thc it it could be i mean when you really think of um how sticky that shit is and like yeah you're you're having to you're definitely having to melt it down mm -hmm. and then Um, that's just right into the lungs and how that yeah i don't i don't i don't think that's that i don't think that's necessarily what it is now I think that that could be more of a long-term thing. I think what it is now, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like uh, vitamin E acetate. That's, yeah. And I, it's, um, which you know, vitamin E is not bad for you, but when you, you know, melt it down and inhale it, I guess it almost just like, uh, just completely crusts your lungs. So in these black market cartridges, like you were talking about, where people are putting, you know, too much of this in. There, there's no regulations. They, they can do whatever they want. They can, you know, do 100 an hour and not even worry about measuring it. Just eyeball it. And that can end up, you know, killing somebody. Uh, and I think the company, I don't even know if it's a company. It's like Dank Vapes, if I remember mm. from what I read. They actually have, like, I don't know if you can buy it or something, but where you can actually do it yourself. Like, it's a uh, do-it-yourself kind of kit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I again, I read this a long time ago, but I remember it was something like that, and uh, and a lot of the people I, are getting this from Dank Vapes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the one that's that's kind of doing it. It's um like the ones like uh, Kingpin Vapes. They're actually they're taking a stand. Like they're they're completely redoing everything about their design and their branding to make sure that their products can't be replicated. Yeah, like like that's. Like, that's what you want to see. I, I like, and I like, I've never really had an issue with, with their product. Mm, yeah. Um, no. But from what I understand, even on, um, uh, on the Reddit, on the, our oil pens, um, it's suggested that King pens are often heavily counterfeited. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't think Dank is a real company from what I understand. It doesn't sound like it. It, doesn't, it sound like they, yeah, like they just disappeared. They just straight up disappeared, mm, didn't they? Yeah. So I, and, it's kind of weird how they, you know, how it comes up, but it is just like a packaging thing where it comes with the entry, empty mm-hmm. cartridges and you can bulk buy those. And they would have legal stores in California that were selling, you know, real cartridges. And next door, they were selling the empty ones that you could buy prepackaged, like you were saying, and you could Gosh. go fill yourself. 
which isn't inherently bad because that is one of the ways that people make their cartridges. It's, all, it's sort of like rolling your own cigarettes. You get the empty cartridges, you go home, you melt down some, some rosin or you get some distillate, you know, and you kind of thin it out a little bit with, uh, uh there are different, uh, MTC oil, I, I believe is like right now the, the main, the main thinning ingredient if I understand, or it's, there's no MTC oil, no uh, propylene glycol, no vegetable glycerin. It's just the distillate and terpenes. Right. It all sounds, I mean, you're, I mean, everything is a chemical. Let's just Mm -hmm. call Everything is a chemical. Like I hate when people, you know, say, Oh, you know, trying to get rid of this. Like everything is a freaking chemical. Like when you see something that says chemical free, it's a complete lie because everything is a chemical in a sense. So, but at the same time, when you sit there and think about it, you know, you're, you're literally electronically, burning chemicals into your lungs and as we see with the vitamin e acetate we don't we may know what they do to us when like ingested like orally or something like that yep, yep, yep. but now that you're literally burning it and coating your lungs with it it's a whole different ball game and uh i mean how has it affected you have you completely stopped yeah, no, I don't. I don't smoke them anymore. I just, I really, I, after they started coming out, I just, I really have an aversion to the cartridges. Um, and I used to love cartridges. I think the convenience of them is fantastic. I think the discretion is beautiful. You know, I and and it's just they were a great product. But now that it's like, I just, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to gamble on that. You know, I like educated risks. I don't know. It's not, it's not like an educated risk to go ahead and say, um, just on my behalf, on my perspective, I don't want to pay, but I know there's a lot of like legal states out there that make really high quality oils where really all it is, is just like distillate and, and the plant reintroduced plant terpenes. Um, and so, you know, I, and even then it might, it might be, Who's to say that the joints I smoke every fucking day aren't coating my lungs? And, and then they are. Have you ever seen the inside of a bowl after you smoke it after a couple of months? Yeah. It's all fucking full of resin. My lungs are the same fucking way. There's no way it's not. You know, I put a filter over my thing and you can see all the shit it's pulling out. It's the same way my lungs are all gunk but like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, now that makes you, that makes me, and I've thought about getting one, but actually getting a water pipe that actually has, you know, the multiple, uh, filtration the percolators right all the perc- yeah exactly no i don't know yeah exactly you just, how much of a difference is that making i don't know like that's an honest question how mm-hmm. much of a difference is that making i know it makes like the hits easier but is it actually making it any thinner by the time that it like i i still if if you took like a filter like even just a coffee filter so some of that shit could pass yeah oh you yeah after, you can it gunks up and i mean there's just it's almost and so like i don't i think the vaporizing the flower, like in the volcano, I, I think that may have been one of the healthiest ways that I know of um, because it is still just the plant. It's right before combustion and it's just getting all of the right stuff out. But it's also pretty fucking inconvenient when you really think about it. You've got this machine, you got to fill up the bag and then it's only like, you know, I don't know, for a whole bug, big room of people. No, I, you know, I, I kind of, I might take that back. Because if it's a big bag and you can kind of just pass it around, yeah. but some, you know, I don't know. Some people really like. Have you that ever done burn. it? Have you ever? No, I've never had a volcano. I haven't either. Uh, I, I'd yeah. like to though. I'd like to. I saw they run. They they run at almost five hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe it is five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the if you were to perceive that sort of health benefit, that it, there is no combustion in that sense. It's yeah. Not an oil or anything. It is just 
the plant. Um, but I, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know even if after that point you're still getting, I don't know if the combustion is what adds to that, that tar buildup or if it's just all the shit in the fucking plant. I think it goes back to the vape thing. We're, we're going to be the ones that'll pay the price. Um, You're right. Our generation, it's kind of like, uh, you said it was like the baby boomers were smoking cigarettes. Maybe it wasn't the baby boomers. I guess it'd be the generation right before baby boomers, but all the, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the kind of how they found out the hard way about cigarettes. Like it would be our generation. That it lines up perfectly. Them. And it looks like it is. I mean, I mean, do you consider this big picture? Obviously, do you consider what's going on right now an epidemic with vaping? It's being tra- it's being treated by the government as such. I think it has the possibility to. I don't think seven or eight deaths would be should be considered. An epidemic. I I think it would be. It should to me it should be considered concerning considering the amount of people that do do vape, and I don't think that there is. So they just had a um, they had a bust up in Michigan of these two brothers, and they had like some ninety thousand empty vape cartridges, fifty thousand full ones, um, and a bunch of fucking vape oil like that's a lot going into the market and they're not the only ones. There's a lot mm-hmm. of fucking people out there doing it. Um, so what were we it's talking that about? Blue cheese. That's that blue cheese. Man. That blue cheese. Got me a little faded. In. But anyways, let me tell you what, uh, let's hit a commercial break. We're going to pay a few bills. And when we come back, we're going to hit you with some really interesting news that you probably didn't hear about because it was swept under the rug back in 30 seconds. Now, what's wrong with you? Tonsillitis? Appendicitis? Yeah! <laughs> Nobody's died of tonsillitis around here for a while. Appendicitis? Nothing to worry about. Scalpel? What if the joint were in somebody else's hand, like your surgeon, your lawyer, or your local policeman? Would you still say marijuana is harmless? Uh-huh. Now, let's see if I can still make a straight line. <laughs> Okay, so we got some uh, interesting stories, to say the least, that you probably didn't hear about. Um, And they're all drug-related, obviously. So... (laughs) (laughs) The first one, and probably the best news story I've read all year, a man took LSD and fell in a lake at Disneyland in Paris. He was found naked and confused hours later. Um, That's fantastic. Isn't it just the best? It's a good day. When you're paying that kind of money for a day, you really need to get the best out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, His name is uh, Plenty, I guess. He's a 32-year-old engineer. Uh, he actually wound up in jail for narcotic charges. <laughs> like, I get, is LSD considered on the same level as narcotic? I, guess, I, I, I don't know. Guess. All right. But anyway, uh, yeah, he wound up in jail on narcotics charges after disappearing into a pond and launching a 130-person search with helicopters and dogs, only to turn up hours later, naked and confused, on a quiet residential street a mile away. <laughs> now, that's that's something. To be able to go out that far away from Disneyland and end up on a residential street like that... Hey, what, man? You got away. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I mean, n- number one... Uh, I, I can't imagine doing LSD at Disney. Seems like like that's a that's a lot of kids around, and I don't you know that just seems that that just seems like a bad trip waiting to happen. All that stimulation from all those directions, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you're not like, and that's just I mean, maybe a low dose to kind of get you right, but I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. 
But I don't know. I, I I wonder. It doesn't say how much this guy was on. It had to have been a pretty high one to <laughs> get naked. It had to have been because <laughs> because even at uh, I guess what would be quote unquote a heroic dose, like you're still in control. Like this mm-hmm. dude lost it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Maybe. naked and confused a mile away after a hundred and thirty person search party. Feel pretty special mm-hmm. after that. I'll tell you what, one hundred and thirty people people have to looking at you. So I mean that. Feel good, feels feel down once he's, he's back. He, man, he's got, he's got a good trip story. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Aurora, Colorado. Uh, the marijuana legalization has helped reap millions to help their homeless population. Aurora is Colorado's third largest city. Uh, it was projected to take in ten million in 2018 to bring in its total since the start of legal sales. In 2014, more than $27 million for that city. That's so, the, yeah, it's awesome. The city leaders actually made it a point of setting aside all the money raised um, from a special marijuana tax as well as, you know, just regular sales tax on it. They, they put a growing total of it towards the homeless programs like road and transportation products, financing new recreation centers and growing parts of the suburban city. So they're doing exactly what you should be doing. And this is, uh, I don't... There's, there should be no other argument about why this should be legal. I mean, for the positive benefit that comes from it. You know, it creates jobs. It makes people happy. I don't think that the crime rate necessarily is, you know, I, I, I'm sure it's just kind of the same, but it has less to do with an irrelevant aspect of crime, I would say. Okay, uh, this is a good one. This is actually really interesting. I texted this to you uh, a couple weeks ago. Magic mushroom chemical harvested from bacteria for the first time. Um, Wicked crazy. It's Yeah, this is absolutely crazy. Uh, psilocybin, which is the psychoactive compound that puts all the magic in the magic mushrooms. Uh, it can now be made by bioengineered bacteria, highlighting like it's a new potential way of mass producing just psilocybin. So... If they're, you know, and right now they're doing, thank God, finally, um, I think you, you actually were telling me about it, John Hopkins. Yeah, they opened up a, a psychological ward or, mm-hmm. or a section where that they were going to uh, try psychopharmacology. Right. Um, which I think is brilliant to kind of open up and see the possibilities of what it can do for PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, you know, just all kinds of things that, you know, we... Uh, it's just, it's kind of, you know, you hear all these these kind of trip reports from all these people about how it can positively benefit and how it changed them for the better. Now, obviously, if misused, it can, anything misused can do harm to you. Right. But um, if in the right settings, you know, say at John Hopkins, you can go there and you can do under controlled situations, psilocybin, LSD, um, DMT, you know, some of like those... Uh, are they studying DMT? You're right. They are studying DMT because they actually, didn't they release a statement or something that specifically said, if you see aliens, like you're on DMT, them. like we want to talk to you. Yeah. And that gets that consensus. Like why do like why John do- Hopkins, like one of the biggest medical schools in America is like, Hey, are you seeing aliens while you're tripping balls? <laughs> like, Come talk to us. <laughs> Let me know about it. You know? And that's pretty cool. You it's know, awesome. Um, it's so cool to see. And it's, that's the framework. Uh, you know, just the same as, you know, anything else that needs, sometimes you've got to work in that, that unknown area, make some sacrifices, but you find out the bigger picture sometimes. And, you know, why is it that everyone that takes those sees like these 
otherworldly beings. That's so weird, man. Every because um, I think it's three hits that you're supposed to take of it, and once you get to that, you know, the three hits, it's like everyone has the same experience, which is just wild. <laughs> and it's it, I, I can't imagine because I mean, even on um, psychedelics, you know, people have similar chests, but everyone kind of experiences it differently. So when people come back and be like, yeah, we all like the same exact thing. Like, that's just wild to have that. Like, yeah, dude. I know. So I, I, I hope John Hopkins, I hope they're able to find stuff on it. Uh, did you see, I believe it was on Sunday night, 60 minutes. Anderson Cooper actually did a special on the doctors and John Hopkins that are doing this. I did not. It was really, really interesting. They had people that they were, you know, had done tests on. And a lot of, uh, one of the people that was there, um, she had cancer once before, and now she has cancer, uh, cancer again. Okay, I believe it's stage four. Okay, um, which obviously isn't good, and I could be completely wrong on this, but in any way, she took mushrooms, uh, and what they do is, you know, it's a couch setting, and the doctor who is ahead of it, she's almost like a shaman, kind of, but it's not like a shaman. They're not calling it. She's right there with you, holding your hand during the entire trip, and you're laying on a couch and you have like one of those like eye mask on okay. and you have headphones where they're playing the classical music and stuff like that. Got it. And I don't know, they didn't really say what dosages and stuff like that, but yeah. uh, beforehand you have to go through like a month of therapy. I think they said it was actually like six weeks of therapy that you have to go through all leading up to this, like to build up to it. And yeah. then you have to do some afterwards too. So they're taking every precaution necessary. And to really mentally prepare you for, because mm-hmm. I think if you're not, and oh, a yeah. grounded footing that could, that could fuck you up. It could, you know. So I think that's a really smart way and how it should be. Yeah, you've got to have a little bit of buildup. We need to kind of understand the situation right. that we're going into and what we're trying to alleviate. Um, figure that out. Then once we can get you the right type of setting, you know, we'll get you there, and then we'll use this to kind of help that gateway open up. Yeah. Um, and pursue those those things that we're trying to fix, and you know. Mm-hmm. And then you can talk about it post. Yeah. Instead of just having for, I think a lot of people will come up in like a party situation where they're in a very, you know, I don't know. They're just in a very new situation where it might not be the most uh, enjoyable experience that they could have had. You, like what, it, like the difference between doing it like with a group of people in a party and doing it with yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're doing it by yourself, you can really focus. And I think if you're going for the benefits of it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you do it by yourself. But, you know, not necessarily everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was fascinating, you know, when she, this lady, now that, you know, she was talking to Anderson Cooper and she was telling me, like, you know, she's just happy. These people that are doing this, they're calling it an, a life experience that is up there with the birth of their child. That's, like that's they, profound. They lose their fear of death. These people that, you know, are inevitably going to die within you know, a short amount of time probably. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not scared of death anymore. They're just... You know, they really get to enjoy their last few months or weeks or whatever it is on Earth. You can't put a price on that. You can't. You, you absolutely cannot put a price on that. Um, and it would be worth, I mean, if, if my last days uh, were spent in a cell because I, I took some mushrooms to really alleviate, like, I, it would be worth it. Because yeah. I, 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 I really think that in the right settings, those can change. The, the, they mm-hmm. just change you. One of the guys, and I, I guess they had been doing these studies because he said that uh, he was an alcoholic. He said he was having upwards of 20 cocktails a night. Motherfucker. I know. Oh. And he was a young, like, good-looking dude. Yeah. Um, 
And he said back in 2016, when he started doing these trials and stuff, he had to go through probably the same process of, you know, the therapy before yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. He said that after the psilocybin, like, uh, he woke up and just had zero craving for alcohol ever again. Never touched another drop after 20 cocktails a night. And he said it was almost just like, uh, like God just like snapped his fingers and yeah. it's gone. But, you know, and, but you still have to fight through because it's a habit. So mm-hmm. you've got to get out of the habit of drinking. Or, but yeah. The urge wasn't the urge, the craving. He's like, he's like, it wasn't gone. He's like, he's like an ice. One of my favorite things to do was get up and you know have a drink in the morning or something like that. He's like, it was just gone. Yeah, and it was really cool to see Anderson Cooper was just completely blown away by this. And it's neat. I mean, it really is to have something that I wouldn't say that simple because it it's so simple but so complex and it can Mm -hmm. be so profound and such something that you know is around us everywhere. And you know, some mushrooms are bad for you, or you know, but to kind of to kind of think that something like that that you can take that can if wanted you know it can positively change a really good portion of your life for the better i mean 20 drinks a day that's gonna fuck your liver up you're looking at cirrhosis like like soup <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, have and just to, to be able to do that and literally just never even want to touch a drink mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's just it's i'm really glad that we're starting to see studies like this done we see articles come up on our feed all the time about, you know, people are saying uh, psilocybin mushrooms are going to go the way of uh, marijuana next. I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. That uh, popular, but decriminaliz- decriminalization, maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're ever going to be fully legal. And, and unfortunately, but you know, as long as they're being helped to use people or used to help, to help people yeah. rather, but, you know, I really don't see a lot of, you know, and you really don't hear about a lot of like big, like, psilocybin busts you know and as Ever. far as it being you know a really like there's there's no one in congress like this mushroom as- epidemic that we've got going around and mm-hmm. you know fentanyl heroin crack you know all math uh, that that type of shit yeah that that that'll fuck your society up yeah. you know like, um and it's kind of good to see that yeah the the, the government's kind of taking action against big pharma in those sense like oxy oxycotton finally yeah shit like that, Purdue you know? pharmacy mm-hmm. so you know and and to really yeah you know what that's that's causing real problems real negative impacts on communities not not pot not not mushrooms um and the mushrooms for the most part yeah can help you get you know they just make you feel better right now there was um and when i was in college it was when i first started working uh in radio and i was a dj my shift was um 12 a.m to 3 a.m and oh, i remember right. right when i got in there at 12 a.m 12 15 um we had a, a news story break and i actually had the police department call me uh, because it was a campus radio station, there's a, a big tower. There was a dorm that was 27 stories high. Okay. And they said, you know, next during your next break, you know, tell people, you know, hey, you know, stay stay away from the dorm. We know why until the police finish their work. What had happened was a kid took a lot of mushrooms and jumped out of like the 25th floor. Oh damn! Hit the stairs on the way down. That and makes, uh... It was um. I don't, I, I don't know the details of it. I didn't want to go into it, but that's a long um, way down. I mean, you're definitely hitting a 20. So, so yeah. So I, t- I, you know, I, I told that because it is important that the doctors are doing it the way they are mm-hmm. and by being there with them and making them feel secure, uh, and, you know, and creating an environment because when you're with psychedelics, 
like a big part of it is what's your environment like what mood are you in and stuff like that yeah, yeah. so it's um it's good to see them taking the safety precautions yeah when they're doing this too um obviously like back in the 60s when the government was just shoving lsd down people's throats <laughs> like what's this doing like, like yeah what, what's this gonna do can you can you guys mentally talk to each other here take 500 ugs <laughs> see what he's thinking <laughs> We, we did a podcast a while, a while ago, <laughs> and we did this, and it went over really well. Uh, we're kind of restarting the whole podcast thing here because we got some badass new equipment. Uh, but so we're going to do a little bit of real talk. And what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you these questions, and uh, you just give me your initial reaction on them. Uh, some of them are going to be funny. Some of them are going to be deep. I'll do my best. And you're going to have to think about it. You, you know, you don't have to answer right away. So, uh, you know. The first question, and this is one that bothered me. I actually got into almost a heated debate with a good friend of mine over this. Okay, okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, no. I agree. I say no. I mean, because a hot dog is is the meat in between the bread. So that which would be. That would be a sandwich, <laughs> but if you but if you don't have the bread, it's still a hot dog. And okay, I see what you're mean. saying. So when you actually have a sandwich, if you take away the bread, now you just have meat. Yeah. But with a hot dog, if you take away the bread, you still have a hot dog. You still have a hot dog. All right. It's still a hot dog. Yeah. See, a lot of people were telling me it is a sandwich. They're like, you got to think about this because it's it's meat between two pieces of bread. And so my argument with that is, so wouldn't a soft shell taco then be a sandwich? If we're just throwing shit out there like that. And and believe me, calling a taco a sandwich that's a disgrace. Like I think <laughs> I think like worldwide view we can agree on that. Like if if you call a taco a sandwich like that that is the whitest thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a total white people move calling tacos a sandwich. Let me get three beef and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a new study came out about death last. Okay. last month All right. by the way huge change of topic awesome transition we're going to talk about hot dogs and death yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> covering bases anyway the studies show that after you die there is about a 2 to 20 second window where you know you have died you're still conscious mm. so would you want to know that you're dead I mean if it wasn't painful hell yeah like I'm on my way I'm I know this is like this. I, I, I'm dying I know, but I mean, like, because I can imagine, like, I have a lot of dreams where I get shot and like my my hands cut off, and, like I get oh, tortured God. and shit, and it's terrible. And like, so I had this dream the other night, and I, I know there's this movie. I think it had Robert Downey Jr. in it, where he was uploaded to the cloud. Um, but I had this dream the other night where everyone was in this line, and you had to put this thing on, and then they would put you in this machine, and it would chop your head off. And your body and your head would slide down the slide. And when the time you hit the bottom of the slide, you were alive again. And that was how they uploaded you. They, they cut off your head and then you were uploaded. And so I remember getting up there and the line, the guy's like, you ready? And I was like, as ready as I'm ever going to be. And they put me in this fucking machine, sliced my fucking head off. What? And I felt my body slide down this, this, this big ass slide and it was like it felt like 10 to 15 seconds where it was like you're dead this is the this is the body like you're just feeling and then you're just you're awake again oh my god dude and, and that sounds up. that sounds but you were up like a nightmare but you're up to the cloud again and like you can you're infinite now at this point 
Like you can die. So your consciousness is living on. Is living on. And you're in your same body again. It's the same body. And that was how they uploaded you to the cloud. It was fucking weird. They lobbed it. And by the time you got to the bottom, you were back in your body and you were forever. Like you could be, you could get hit by a fucking bus, rematerialized like borderlands. And there you are again. But is it really you? Sure felt like I was fucking dead too. Like my head fucking, yeah, that slice, that quick snap and oh, just sliding God. down, dude. It was fucking it was weird. It was that is. fucking weird. It's like was it almost like a like a lucid dream a little oh, bit? Oh, dude, very much. Wow. Like and and it, you could even tell like the the head would bump, but you could feel the body like slide. And then they both oh, met. Oh gosh, at the, that just feels creepy. Yeah, they they met at the bottom and it was just kind of like this. Like, you know when you step on, like, a bug, but you don't quite get it all the way smushed, and it's kind of, like, wriggling? Right. Yeah, the same body feeling like that, the wriggling. And then it just kind of, like, dissipates into nothing, and then you're you're awake again. Um, So I would say that, yeah, as long as it's not painful. um, And, like, so let's say I'm on my deathbed. It's been 98 years, and I'm slowly dying from fucking emphysema because I smoked for... Well, let's say yeah, ninety years. Well, no, I I started smoking when I was like eighteen, so let's say like eighty years. Um, and uh, it's like uh, uh, I can feel it coming. Like let's let's dose up, motherfucker, or something like that. So it's just like I'm comfortable, fade out, and then yeah, I believe like after my last breath, there is that that still that that blood pumping where it's like that that residual, and you've got it, your body. You I just I I. Unless it's like an instant, like I get hit by a train and my like blown up and there's nothing for my brain to even process because it's not there. It's literally right. mist. Um, other other than that, no, I I think if you like slowly fade out, yeah, there is that 20 seconds where your body's like, yeah, I mean, this, this is it. This is it. Here we go. And you just prep for it and everything feels okay. And you just, I, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Um, by the way, I highly recommend Paul Rudd's new show on Netflix, Living With Yourself. Hmm. He plays, uh, it's a movie, it's about, uh, he's like a marketing guy and he's just real down on his luck, depressed and everything. Okay. And somebody tells him about a spot that he can go to, he has to drop $50,000 and it completely just like refreshes you. And by the way, this isn't spoilers, this is all from the trailers. Okay. And he, so he goes to the spa and what they do, the spa is they actually clone you, but then kill the original you. Oh shit. But Paul Rudd, his character uh, actually survived. So then he's actually got himself like a, a clone that is a just completely better version in every way of himself. And now he's trying to live with it. It's a dark, it's a, it's they, uh, they market it as a, a comedy a little bit. And it is, it's, it's a dark comedy it's a little bit. It's, it's very dark, but it's, it's amazing. It's really done really well how they do it. Huh. It's uh, I highly recommend. What's it called? Uh, Living with yourself. Living with yourself. It's uh, eight episodes. Just came out on Friday. They're like twenty five minutes each. I like that. It's concept. a really and Paul Rudd's just hell yeah, awesome. golden. It's high, highly recommended because then Top it brings tier. up some ethical questions. Yeah, about dude. if you could clone yourself, should would you? you do it? And w- yeah, like and it was funny. There's a really funny Tom Brady cameo in it too. Anyway. <laughs> but no, that's uh. <laughs> Um, oh, this is a good one. This is another would you want to know one. All right. If we are living in a virtual simulation like Elon Musk has suggested, would you want to know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no question. Absolutely. And it makes a lot of sense, like theoretically. And there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that say that there is a very good chance. It's like this cosmic. I, and so, like, I don't... 
I think it's on like a more advanced way that we see like coding simulations that we have here, much along the same lines, except at a much grand, like more advanced on like, I, I, I just, it's, I don't know, man. I don't, the, 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 the laws that always stay the same and the way that it just works, just why is it like that? Why are those parameters the way that they are and why do they exist? Why isn't everything just everything is random but in that randomness there is certainty and you know like these formulations these things that you know like gravity and pull and like the travel like those all have right like set parameters it's a uh, it's amazing to me because even scientists that obviously don't buy into that we're living in a simulation. A lot of these are the same scientists that, you know, and a lot of, you've seen a lot of articles, like, I don't know if you follow any, like, on Facebook, the science websites and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of articles that come this past week saying, like, scientists are now saying, like, the universe probably shouldn't even exist. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't argue. <laughs> just because, just the probability of everything and how everything played out just that way. And that, and I think that adds argument to the fact, oh, adds, it adds um it adds value to the argument of is this a virtual reality? It's like a yeah. Uh, like the the world is just like a giant Sims game. But fuck, dude. Like I look at it like But know. but then but then uh, that brings into question free will. Do you have free will? Or is is your path predetermined in this simulation? Um It is to, uh, and it, the Sims was a good comparison because maybe game. it is just like that. Great game. You know, there are I mean, it's not like I mean, I I don't think I'm going to like Someone's clicking you around. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna go like believe the baby in the pool, <laughs> like, like in the Sims, or, or or set the house on fire and remove all the doors. <laughs> like, there are people like that. <laughs> I don't know. We just took all the fucking doors off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, can you imagine? Like, but put yourself in the place of the Sims. Like, all of a sudden, like an oven fire just starts, and you turn it around. All of a sudden, all the doors are gone and windows. <laughs> That's normal. It's like the Matrix. It's, a- it's like the Matrix. <laughs> All right. Quick question. Are you more worried about doing things right or doing the right things? Uh, I think doing things, doing the right thing. But I think doing the I right agree. thing is subjective. Like the first thing that comes into my mind is those like mothers, fathers that kill their kids. And they're like, it was the right thing. Like I just, I knew I had to do it. It was like they, right. they had one and it was like, I just like I had to save them from this wicked world and shit like that. That to them, I guess, and that mindset, they were doing the right thing. How horrific it was! Like I just can't, you know, Hitler and his like fucking all that, all that shit. He thought he was doing the right thing by exterminating all those people. Like so, no. I, but then it's like, what are what's doing things right? You know, there might be a thousand different ways to dissect and fix a heart. There might be no right way, but it just might be the way to do it. That so that. I don't know. That's, that's like a quagmire question. It is. I just can't really figure out quite. It's one of those you can't wrap your head around. To yeah. Really answer it. No, man. Would you rather be a depressed genius or a joyful simpleton? Joyful simpleton. Really? I would. I, uh, I think uh, ignorance is bliss in a kind of sense. And I, you know, you'll come across some people that maybe 40, but have like the mindset of a six or seven year old and find complete joy in the simplest of things. And I think the more, you know, I don't know. I, I would say that, um, I'm not a genius. I'm 
pretty kind of simpleton, and I'm kind of happy. So I kind of fit. <laughs> See, I, I would rather go the other way. I would rather be. Really? Because I, I my thing is I, I constantly want to, like, try and learn new stuff. Like, I And I can't that. because I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm kind of an idiot. But I, lo- I love learning. It just takes me a little bit longer. And, but, and so that might be the consideration of a genius is to know that you don't know everything and the fact that you always have to pursue knowledge in yeah. order to continue that. And um, I, I think like, on, like less than 1% of the pop, you could be really considered like a genius genius where yeah. they, it just kind of clicks, you know, just in their right. head. And that's, that's, that's like a wiring thing. That's like, just, I don't even think that's like a genetic lottery type thing. I think that's like an abnormality in the way that you were wired. Yeah. That your brain can process information like that. What's one thing in life that you've experienced that you would want everyone to experience? A laugh so hard you cry. Oh, damn. Good answer. I think there's... Good answer. I don't think there's anything more enjoyable because that has to be... There's so many different situations that can bring that. You can be anywhere in the world and it's just based off of... You could be by yourself, you could be with a group of people, but something happens that's so funny to you that you laugh so hard that you ache and that you tear up. I think in like maybe on your deathbed or in your last moments as you are reflecting on everything, you can go back and be like, that was one of the most, like the jewel, like pure joy that you can connect to and that you can bring back and that feeling of like, oh, that, that, that was just, oh, that was man. a really good one. So I, I think it would be, because joy and happiness isn't guaranteed, but to be able to find something so funny or something so enjoyable that it brought you that sort of help. Now, if it's like skinning, cats that gets you that i don't think that that's really like <laughs> that's not what i'm looking for but <laughs> what a place to go <laughs> you know you're you, telling it. you go from this great answer to skinning cats <laughs> there's always opposites though like some like um, you know there's i i just i uh i don't know man all right last question here and this is actually we actually posted this as a poll question on twitter okay um if you could smoke with any video game character who would you pick Like Conkers from Conkers Bedford. It just popped into my oh, head. Oh, shit. That's a good answer. <laughs> Dude, I loved that game. I kid you not. Conkers Bad Fur Day is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated video games of all time. Such a fantastic. <laughs> yeah, everything from the story was good. The multiplayer is so underrated. The multiplayer on Conkers Bad Fur Day was so good. Unrivaled at that time. When you talk about was, forced player script, script, split screen. Oh my screen gosh, it was so good. The bots that you could have. Oh, and it was, the, yeah, you could control like the intelligence. I mean, everything. It was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And really all the was. different maps and games. It was so good. And the story was fantastic too. <laughs> Some so fun, the great and mighty poo. <laughs> like I, I, and I'm really, I'm kind of shocked that that video game was allowed to come out back then. Because what was that? That was uh, early 2000s. Like it 2001, been, 2002, something like that. Nintendo 64. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it would have been in that time I, I, period. Man, that was like that was like <laughs> like didn't they have like a bee and a plant? Like, and the plant had like big bones. Oh and, yeah, and the, and the bee was like motorboating this plant. Like, it's Getting just in there and shit like that. And yeah, you had to like, um, oh man, and they had like death in there that was. And they replayed all the movies. Like you had to, uh, you had Storm the Beach of Normandy, and then you had to do the Matrix. The Matrix. I remember the Matrix level of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was so good. You can get an emulator. The, the way that I last played that wasn't even on a, a 64. It was on a, an emulation on my laptop. I got the, um, 
remastered version. I, I don't think I have it anymore, but I had the remastered version, uh, Conquer Reloaded for Xbox. Was it good? It was. It was. It's the same game, just a little bit of updated graphics. But I you know, you're, you're totally talking from N64 to Xbox, not even Xbox 360, just Xbox. Xbox. So the jump wasn't that monumental. That, okay. Okay. But it's still good. It still brought back all that nostalgia. Hell yeah. Know? So good answer, Conquer. Wow. And probably drinking too. If I was gonna share, if I was gonna have a beer with someone, it would probably be Conquer. <laughs> and that one got his ass into the situation in the first Literally, place. Literally, <laughs> because the whole situation is because Conquer, this little squirrel for people who haven't played the game, went and got completely trashed at a bar. <laughs> and the whole the whole game starts is because he's really he he wakes up somewhere he doesn't know where he is and he's hungover. And oh, and then it a, starts this adventure. Dude, trying to get up that first, like, I remember the first oh roundabout, gosh. and he's all, like, swaying and shit, and you fucking, you fall yeah. down. Oh, man. You forget how precise the games react right now mm -hmm. on a control, and back, like... And the, 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 the yeah, the, the controls were great. You know, it's, uh, it's third person, so anytime you're <clears throat> playing a game where you have to use weapons in third person, it's difficult, especially... You know, it wasn't that great on N64, but they did so good with it. For what, yeah. With Conquer. It was a fantastic game. Oh, man, it really Those was. cartridges go for over $100 now. Oh, easy. Yeah, it, it, easy. It's a very good It's like game. you said, I remember they have the emulator versions. I, a lot of those emulators got taken down. Did they? Yeah, Nintendo pretty much, like Project 64. Oh, I don't know if Project 64 did, but I know a lot of them. Uh, went around and wiped them and yeah, shit like Nintendo that. Nintendo pretty much wiped them out. Yeah. Um, that was right before they came and released the... Uh, like SNES Mini and stuff like that. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So, you know, they didn't want to compete. All right, everyone. Well, that's the uh, that's the end of the show for us today. Really appreciate y'all listening. Go ahead and hit us back up next time with our new agenda. Well, it's going to be the same agenda, but different topics. So uh, we hope you'll uh, listen and subscribe and enjoy us on this fun journey that, you know, we're going on. So. It'll be fun. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all next time.